0: George Rodriguez
1: Howdy 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 once again my friends George Rodriguez El Conservador talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio the answer and we've got a packed show today so let me real quick tell you who uh, we've got as uh, as guests We have, uh, first of all, we've got Mark Morgan, who is the former commissioner for uh, uh, Customs and Border Enforcement uh, under the Trump administration. He's now with FAIR. Uh, He's going to be giving us an update on, on all these policies that are changing. Uh, and uh, being detrimental to our border security. We also have uh, Rodney Mutterspahn, who is a former uh, police chief in Middleton, Ohio. He's got some very, very interesting things to talk about when it comes to defunding the police, as well as uh, illegal alien criminals in, uh, in, our, in our backyard amongst us. We also have uh, Chris Hayek, our good friend from uh, Immigration and um, uh, the Immigration Reform Law Institute in Washington, D.C. He's going to be giving us some in, some uh, updates on, on cases. Uh, and finally, we've got Dan Lyman, our other very good buddy from Europe, from InfraWars Europe, telling us about uh, the headaches that uh, some of these countries are having now with uh, uh, Muslim uh, aliens Uh, that have, uh, or Muslim immigrants that have come into their country and they don't want to mix into the society, my friends. This is a situation that we could be facing here in in the United States very easily as well with foreigners that don't want to assimilate. So once again, my friends, welcome to our show on this uh, Saturday, the 27th, 2021. El Conservador is brought to you courtesy of BorderHawk.News. Let's go to our first uh, interview. Thank you for being with us. And uh, we've got uh, our good friend, uh, Mr. Mark uh, Morgan, who used to be the uh, former director of Customs and Immigration Enforcement in uh, Washington. And uh, he was on the show the other day. Now he's with FAIR. And uh, I wanted to get him on because... uh, the things that are happening in, uh, in, in, uh, on the border are happening so quickly and so fast that it's uh, the undoing of the Trump administration uh, border security efforts. It's, uh, it's mind-boggling. Uh, the latest one where uh, these uh, children, these unaccompanied minors, uh, are in the same facilities that were once called cages, but now uh, I'm not sure what they're called I think they're called resorts I have no idea, but uh, because the Democrats are running it, well, it's different Mark, welcome to the show, thank you for taking time to be with us What the heck is, is, are these folks doing? At the border with all of these kids, and I mean the number of kids that are coming across, particularly unaccompanied, little toddlers even just being sent across. uh I mean, it, it's it's a humanitarian crisis, but it seems to me like the Democrats have encouraged it. They, they have, you know, George. I've been saying this
0: for for a few weeks already now. You know, since the day President Biden was inaugurated, we are we are shepherding in a new era right now. The United States government are are, are being active participants in encouraging, incentivizing, and I'm throwing a new word out there, facilitating illegal immigration. It's happening right now. It's happening as we're talking right now, George. It's happening. And you mentioned the unaccompanied minors, just just that one demographic. We're seeing already about 450 a day. Those are are by far crisis level numbers. We haven't seen those numbers since the height of the crisis back in 2019. In fact, by February 2020, when I was still the the acting commissioner, uh, unaccompanied minors we're, were down to a handful a day. A handful a day because we had effective tools and policies in place to address it. And now, with the stroke of a pen, without any input from Congress, without, without coordinating with impacted states or, or government agencies, they've, they've removed every single effective tool and policy, and now we're shocked that we're seeing crisis-level numbers. It's amazing.
1: It, you know, the uh, there's the media just seems to be so 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 complicit in this yes. whole situation as well. I mean, you know, the screaming and the yelling that has been done in the past uh, about the facilities being cages, et cetera, et cetera. the, the family separation, uh, there is, uh, you know, there is rarely a, t- a tweet from these characters at this point uh, yes. on this matter. Well, George, and that's exactly right. And so, and there, there's a nuance there that, that I believe they're intentionally spinning to confuse the American people
0: because there's multi-layered types of facilities, right? First of all, there's that the, the infamous kids in cages. So let's reiterate. Who built the cages? President Obama and then Vice President Biden built the cages. First of all, I hate that term because these were actually facilities that were like, you know, many Costco's that really gave safety and security and better facilities to deal with these children and families. And then Vice President Biden lauded CBP for their extraordinary, uh, um, um, you know, uh, uh, effort to build these. And then when you got to the Trump administration, the same facilities that were built. Under Vice President Biden, now we're immoral and inhumane. It's absolutely hypocrisy. Now, let's talk the takeaway. CDP also built additional tents. I I, I call them tent tent cities to to deal with the the, the massive numbers of illegal immigrants. Guess what? We built the tents under uh, uh, the the Obama-Biden administration as well. And guess what? We used the same vendors under Trump. The same vendors, the same tents, but yet it was okay under Biden and Obama, and it was immoral uh, uh, under uh, Trump. And now, because the, the Biden has created a, another immigration crisis, we're having to build facilities now to deal with the overflow,
1: and now all of a sudden it's okay the reception centers. It, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> incredible, incredible. Yeah, there was an, also an article yesterday uh, in the local paper here in San Antonio regarding the separation of families. Now my understanding my understanding from when I served I don't all the way till now I don't know of a family that has entered the United States legally that has been separated on the other hand you know if you come to the to the country illegally uh, you're gonna face all sorts of consequences correct <laughs> that, that, that's Correct. And right now, and this is another frustrating part.
2: So the zero-tolerance policy that they like to refer to as uh, family separation,
0: there was no such thing as family separation policy. It was zero-tolerance, meaning just what you said, meaning that, that those are violating our laws, the sovereign laws of our nation, there have to be consequences. Just like in the interior United States, if, if, a, if a U.S. citizen is at home, let's say a single mother, and, and she is arrested for, for whatever crime, drug use, whatever that is, and she's taken to jail, guess what? They remove the child and give them to Child Protective Services. That was the genesis behind it. But let's make it clear. that The the zero tolerance program stopped over three years ago, and they're still talking about it. (laughs) So so that's very frustrating. The policies now are, until they were removed, we were actually doing everything we can to reunite the children with our policies. But because the laws are so broken, it's called TVPRA, where if you're, if you're unless you're from Mexico or Canada, the law says we can't send you back to your to, to your home country. But we have developed policies where we are actually trying to keep the families together. Those are the facts. That's the truth. You know, we're
1: turning uh, we, with all of these kids arriving unaccompanied. I, I think we're turning into uh, the, the the world's uh, orphanage.
0: We, we we are, George. That's another good point too, because they they you know the the Democratic side, of the open border advocates, want to talk about humane, right? And, and, and fair and safe. Tell me, what is fair and orderly about encouraging right moms and dads to give their children over to the hands of cartels and smuggling organizations to take a dangerous track through Mexico, especially during the height of COVID right now, where a lot of them are abused. Uh, Along the journey They're they're shoved in overcrowded Unsanitary stash houses And the cartels risk their lives If they abandon them on the border To avoid apprehension themselves How is that safe and humane and orderly It's not, it's disgusting But we're facilitating that right now 450 a day unaccompanied kids right now And we are causing that This administration is driving that We should all be united And we should be doing everything we can To stop the flow of unaccompanied kids Illegally coming across the border But yet we're doing the opposite It's,
1: a, it's, really, it's really shocking And sad that we're watching this uh, The other thing is um, Apparently The uh, new director of Homeland Security The secretary rather Of Homeland Security uh, Majorcas or whatever his last name is, I can't remember what it, what, what it is. No,
0: you're right, yeah. Ali Majorcas. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. And he he is floating the idea of uh, ice and uh, ice not uh, making fewer arrests and the border patrol fewer detentions. I mean, that's to me. And since you were a an LAPD cop at one point, that's like telling the police <laughs> don't arrest criminals. I I, I don't understand that.
0: Yeah, the the, the equivalent is you you, you go, you know, they answer a 911 call, and you you, you roll up, and you find somebody who's committed a a, a crime, a serious crime, name it, whatever it is, and then they say, okay, and they just release them. (laughs) Okay, see ya, see ya. But it's even worse than that. So the the enforcement restrictions with ICE, it goes even farther than that, though, George. It's it's the most radical we've ever seen. So it's not just that they don't want anybody detained, because that's their ultimate goal, right? They don't want to detain everybody anybody. Because they know if, if, if we detain individuals, we're gonna remove them. Ultimately they don't want anybody to detain. And then once they remain here illegally, they have restricted ice. Unless you're a terrorist or a convicted murder rapist, you're off limits. I can't remove you, so you can have somebody, a local sheriff's office, that picks uh, you know somebody up that's gone back and forth illegally six times as a known gang member. They just arrested and charged for I don't know burglary of a motor vehicle, and they call, call ICE up and say, "Hey, we got one for you." I said, "Nope, not interested." That's where we're at right now, George. Oh my That gosh. means, that, and that's the truth. And I can give you a thousand examples. So, so basically, what they've done through these restrictions is they've removed ninety percent. 90% of, of who ICE would actually apprehend and remove right now, 90%. So it's no surprise that the Ali Mayorkas, the DHS secretary now, is going, oh, my gosh, I, I just removed 90% of their job of, on the enforcement immigration side of ICE. What are we going to do with them? So it's just another move to, to, to reallocate them, just another radical step to show that we're going to
1: do nothing except facilitate and encourage illegal migration. It, it's a, it, it is wild. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm at a loss as to where we're going to go with uh, immigration and border enforcement. Uh, I, I really do. I, these folks have just undone everything, and uh, they haven't replaced it with anything that uh, resembles border security.
0: <laughs> they they, they, they haven't, George, and that, that's another great point people aren't talking enough about. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's like, so they have just they've undone everything just because Trump's name was attached to it. But they haven't replaced anything. They have not replaced it with anything, and it, what they've done is even like made it worse by those restrictions I just talked about. I mean, right now, catch and release is back on. Right, so you enter the country, we're going to release you into the United States. We're going to protect you from lawful deportation, and then we're going to reward you. We're going to reward you with free health care, with driver's license, and the ability to work even unlawfully, and apparently, we're going to give you a pathway to citizenship. Under those circumstances, who wouldn't come?
1: <laughs> Jeez, folks, we've been talking with. Uh, we're talking with. Uh, Former uh, Commissioner for Customs and uh, Immigration Enforcement uh, Or Border Enforcement, should I say Mark Morgan Mark, any closing thoughts before we go?
0: Yeah, look, people really need to pay attention This is a significant issue We cannot have any serious, meaningful discussion About, you know, reforming our, our, our broken immigration system If we're talking about mass amnesty for millions As well as open borders and no border security we, we've been down that road in 1986 under Ronald Reagan, right? Where, where we, we promised amnesty and, that, and we secure we and we fix everything. Clause of failure never happened. Uh, and we, we really are in the definition of insanity right now because we're getting ready to repeat it. And
1: actually, it's more radical and more progressive than it's ever been. Thanks a lot, Mark, for taking time to be with us today. You take care. Stay safe.
0: Okay, hey, Tom, George. Thank you.
1: This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio The Answer. dot news howdy 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 once again my friends george rodriguez el conservador talking to you on klup nine thirty am radio the answer and we've got uh, a new guest with us uh someone that i've been following for the past uh, couple of weeks uh actually for the past month and uh mr rodney muttersball uh he's talking to us from uh ohio uh, I wanted to reach out to him because he's a former police chief. Uh, in fact, he's located in a in a community that's become uh, famous uh, in uh, in film um, for uh, "Hillbilly Ology," I believe it's called. And uh, I, I wanted to chat with him because he's got a lot of insight about police officers and um, you know how they are being uh, assaulted now. Now our show. Uh, welcome to the show, Rodney. Uh, our show usually de- deals with mostly, um, or deals mostly with uh, the issue of illegal immigration. However, we are watching here on the border as more people are crossing. They are not being vetted, and at the same time, we are watching uh, as um, the president administration, the the Biden Harris administration, is actually releasing illegal aliens that are being detained how many of them are criminals we have no idea in fact well in some cases we do know that they are arrested and being on the verge of being deported for uh, uh, having committed some crime locally um, this we uh, I mean I'm, I'm under the assumption is going to complicate police work even more so while at the same time local police are under attack uh, by organizations to defund them so, uh, Rodney, welcome to the show Talk to us, you as a former police chief Talk to us about what's happening with police work In our local communities
0: Well, thank you, first of all I appreciate you having me And, and always happy to, to come on and talk about Law enforcement, police work in general It's, um, it's in my blood for 30 years So I've really enjoyed it And uh, retired uh, about a year ago And so now doing the circuit uh, with uh, the book The Blue View that I wrote Which is taken off nationally We're pretty excited about it And that I do talk a little bit about What's going on with policing today, and what's going on in the world, and with immigration and so forth. But uh, yeah, you know, it's um, it's a scary time. I mean, you know, the first thing that, that nobody even thinks about when it comes to you know opening the borders and just letting people through is right now there's COVID restrictions and rules all over the country, and we're being told to stay inside. You know, don't don't circulate, don't get with people. Um, you know, don't do this, don't do that. But yet we're just letting people come in the country unvetted, untested. So if it's really that bad as what they say, is it, then, then why is that being, being allowed and why is that happening? And that just makes you just scratch your head, first of all. In regards to policing on that, um, when you have illegal immigration, it's, it's definitely a problem. I can tell you in my years as a police chief, we dealt a lot with cartels um, that spanned all the way from here in Ohio to San Diego and to Mexico. And none of the people that were here, it seemed like that we were getting these big, huge dealers and these, these mules and these traffickers were here illegally and it creates a monster for us because you don't know who they are you don't know where they came from and it makes it so hard on on law enforcement to try to stop that drug trafficking and human trafficking coming in so yeah under attack definitely but defund the police movement uh, that's another thing that nobody in their right mind can truly understand what that's all about you know social workers we need those mental health workers we need those infused with us but they're not going to stop this this crime this this violent criminal activity coming in and over
1: Let me ask you also about the, the, uh, because the police not only are, are, you know, under attack uh, uh, by organizations like Black Lives Matter and Antifa and others, uh, but they are being, you know, uh, criticized for not being able to handle someone who is uh, out of control, who is having a mental breakdown or is psychotic on drugs and everything else uh, or something of the nature. Uh, you know, I have a very difficult time in, in understanding how you can criticize a police officer uh, who is being attacked or who is trying to deal with someone who is being violent just because that individual is out of their mind does not excuse them, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're, they're being criticized for doing this, and,
0: and we've said all along, you know, and as a police chief who's been all over the country, I can tell you the police chiefs say all along that you know, it's not the job of the patrol officer to handle situations like that. And some people say, well, we need social work. We need this." Well, here's the problem with that. An officer who handles these calls and they get sent to these calls that they're required to go to, you know, we shouldn't have to be at risk because somebody has mental health issues. And we shouldn't have to get stabbed before we react because somebody has mental health issues. And some people say, well, that doesn't seem right, but it is right. Um, you know, it's our job to protect, but it's also our job to protect ourselves as police so we can protect other officers and civilians. And, you know, sending us into those situations, I'm all for putting, you know, workers with us that handle those kind of situations. But you can't defund the police and take officers away to do that. You have to find that the money's there. It's just the government doesn't want to come off with it, and that's a fact. Um, that's
1: why police budgets shrink every year, and they shouldn't be shrinking. They should be adding every year, but they don't. Yeah, the other issue is um, is how police officers... Uh, interact with the homeless. And again, I am not sure that um, the, uh, again, that the police officer is supposed to do anything other than than uh, enforce local uh, ordinances and, jurist- and, and and laws. Uh, I mean, you know, if a person is homeless, what does the police have to do with it?
0: Well, we get sent to those. A lot of times when we do go to homeless calls, at least here in Ohio, it's simply because um, the homeless person is called, they're called a scene or they're causing a problem or they're, they're bumming money and somebody calls and wants them removed, so we get sent to that. Um, again, something that the police department has just asked to do that is not criminal behavior, really. It's not criminal activity, but we get sent there. So when then something bad happens, people turn on a point the finger at the police, but we get sent there, um, but yet we also get blamed when there's an issue or we have to use force or something if that's required. And the biggest problem is politicians, I'll tell you that right now. They, they make these laws, they make these rules. And then when the police enforce them, then they come down on the police for enforcing the rules that they created, that the politicians created. So it's a vicious cycle with politicians and police. And uh, a lot of the, the blame that people talk about the media, and they're bad, but the politicians are the worst. They're, they're the worst things. That they've destroyed this country. There's no question.
1: Now, let me let me change now the topic a little bit to, um, to uh, the police officers themselves. Uh, I have several friends here in San Antonio as well as uh, – uh, sheriffs that I am acquainted with across the country, um, who have told me about how difficult it is sometimes for the morale to stay, you know, high for uh, police officers. There's also the issue of uh, uh, in New York City re- last year there were there were uh, uh, statistics about the number of police officers that were committing suicide, uh, the depression among police officers. How uh, how is that? Uh, how has that uh, happened? Why has that happened? Do you think
0: it's happened because it's just it's an overwhelming job in the sense that it it's just it seems like you can go out and work as hard as you want, love your community, do everything you can to keep it safe. But at the end of the day, when something goes wrong, you're going to be blasted across social media, the, the you know television media, so forth. Um, every time you turn on the news, a cop comes home and he gets off work, sits there with his kids, he turns on the news and there's a video of a police officer doing something or somebody saying the police department needs to do this better. And I think it just builds up over time. And I can tell you my time as a police chief here in Ohio, um, by the end of it, the amount of officers that I know that was going to therapy had doubled or tripled just in that short time span in the last five to seven years of my career, they're seeking therapy, but, um, it's just, a, it's a thankless job. And, and you've seen right now, um, you know, here in Cincinnati, they just did a, a study and, um, like Cincinnati, applicants for policing is, is down over 50% in these areas. Nobody wants to do it anymore because of that. Um, the, the depression is real. The stigma is real. And um, police officers are struggling with it every day. And uh, when you see these cops killing killing themselves and, and quitting because they just can't deal with the public outcry constantly, then you're, even good cops, cops that do everything right, are, are giving it up and moving on. So I don't know what the answer is. You know, I think police administrations need to do a better job of recognizing what officers go through, and sometimes we just don't do that very well.
1: It, it really is. I mean, uh, here in San Antonio, there's a, a Black Lives Matter-type organization called fixed the SAPD, and uh, my my position very publicly has been, instead of fixing the SAPD, they ought to fix their communities and their own behavior. Uh, you know, you wouldn't need police if you didn't have bad behavior. Oh, well, that's true. I mean, and that, that's one thing we've always said about whatever, whoever it may
0: be. And, and yet you can call for the police to to do better and be corrected, and that's fine. You know, we, we have big shoulders. We can handle that. But you got to fix yourselves, too. Um, it seems like the only time people start shouting or screaming that the police are awful or whatever they are, uh, what we're called is when a bad event happens by somebody committing a criminal act. And, you know, when you're committing a criminal act, and, and it's unfortunate sometimes you're hurt or, you know, somebody loses a life, and it, it sucks. I get that. But would we even be there if that person Wasn't com- committing that act And that's totally lost in the shuffle when it comes to all this And then you'll have, like I said, politicians jump on that Because they want votes They'll jump on, they'll start pointing at the police, the police need to do this, police need to do that But they never address the problem that the officer was sent there to deal with in the first
1: place never. Amen to that Amen to that
0: uh,
1: it, it, Here in our closing minute, uh, anything else that you would like To add or share with the uh, With our audience No, just um, really I, I appreciate you having me on and if, and if you guys want
0: to you know take a look at the book what I talk about a lot in this interview the book is have that it's called The Blue View it's on Amazon um, it's on Audible and iTunes the audio book and um, man it's just it's killing nationwide we're really happy about that it's a five star read on Amazon and on Goodread so to know that people are wanting to know more about the police world um, it's exciting so you can find it just under The Blue View book but uh, take a look at it and if you're interested whether you love or hate the police you should check it out because there's a compromise in the middle of it so I think you'll appreciate that.
1: Give us the name of the book one more time.
0: It's called The Blue View, and it's the uncut journal of an Ohio police chief. Um, and liberals and um, conservatives have, have really liked it. So we're, we're, we were kind of shocked about that. So it's it's pretty cool that it's
1: hitting that big. Excellent. Excellent. Well, yeah. I mean, thank you very, very much. i got to get you back on the show again later on. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because we, uh, we're we always talking about uh, supporting the blue and and supporting the the police officers. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate it, George.
1: Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer in San Antonio. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And uh, we've got uh, our good friend uh, uh, Chris Hayek from the uh, Immigration Reform Law Institute in Washington, D.C. And uh, I wanted to reach out because they have recently put out a, uh, a press release regarding Biden's 100-day deportation halt. Uh, this is a halt, yes. Uh, no deportations for 100 days. And uh, I mean, you know, uh, I, you know what's next? Uh, they're going to ask people, the the uh, police officers, to stop arresting people. Uh, you know, it, 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 the insanity is just beyond belief. Chris, thank you for joining us on the show as usual. Uh, tell us. What does this mean? And you know, uh, again, this is a, one of these, these. This seems to be one of these uh, uh, crazy uh, edicts or policies that the president that, that uh, the the uh, that President Biden uh, seems to be proposing at this point. Tell us about it. Well, the anti borders left has been uh, creating the.
0: Uh, these situations for years, and now they've they've uh, achieved the presidency. So he, he's his uh, people are very much part of that,
2: and th- this deportation clause.
1: We had we had as a guest last week one of the angel moms, and um, uh, we have another one uh, this week, and, and you know the the story that these ladies, uh, well the, the fathers as well angel fathers, um, the the stories they tell about repeat offender illegal aliens, as well as illegal aliens that have repeatedly crossed illegally, committing crimes. And now we've got a An administration that's not Going to be that's going to halt the deportation Of such individuals uh, I, I just I, I'm, I'm You know I don't know where to start I don't know what to say it's incredible
0: right. and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's it, it would, It's planned to get worse they're going to review Their priorities and probably Deprioritize just about everybody Except terrorists um, And that'll be challenged too um, We're it's The courts will be the only thing standing between uh, America and just a total application of the enforcement of immigration laws. So somebody's got to bring cases. Somebody's got to bring these cases uh, to stop it, and we're working on that.
1: It it seems like they are, uh, who was it? There was a uh, a sheriff that recently made the comment that they have uh, defunded, ICE and, uh, the Border Patrol, uh, by, uh, uh, by telling them, you know, by restraining them, by limiting them like, with
0: executive... Like they've order. abolished them, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, politicians have been calling for the abolition of ICE, and, uh, this is an, an attempt, perhaps, to abolish it in practice by just telling them not to do their job. And, but that happens to be illegal, uh... Under the Administrative Procedure Act, you can't just do things for arbitrary reasons. You can't do crazy, irrational things uh, as a federal agency. So uh, these can be challenged in court.
1: Now, th- there is, uh, you know, uh, uh, Biden has been talking about an expanded pathway for uh, citizenship. Uh, I would imagine if they decriminalize all sorts of things uh, criminals people that we would consider criminals are going to be eligible to uh become citizens
0: oh yes, uh no, I understand that bill is extreme that that he 's uh, sent to Congress, and uh i also heard that it 's probably uh doomed it 's not going to pass
1: yeah well we 've got
0: billbuster. <coughs>
1: I I I read this morning in Politico that um that uh there are democrats that are beginning to worry about what is happening at the border. Uh <laughs> needless to say, uh what is happening in our own backyard with with these uh uh people being released. I mean, I, you know, or not being deported, should I say? I I I, I don't know. I'm uh, do you think that sanity and the law board and 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 uh the rule, the, the rule of law and order will will prevail?
0: I think in the end, yes, it will prevail. Uh, I think uh, he can be stopped from doing extreme things. If he's smart, he will do less extreme things, and there will be less enforcement than there was under Trump. And uh, some, perhaps some sort of amnesty for so-called dreamers past, uh, but not a wide amnesty. It's, uh, I mean, these initial steps he's taken make it make, make it look like he's going to be worse than Obama was, uh, <laughs> which is not that. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> you know, but he he probably will be about the same. Uh, but you know, it, if, if they get too extreme, then the, the old rules come back. You know, when, when the new ones are struck down. So, uh, and I can tell you that uh, ICE enforcement agents want to do their job. And, you know, the bureaucracy is largely, you know, when it comes to ICE, is um, not, you know, they're going to do what they're told by the, their, uh, uh, you know, the director of their agency. So it's important what they are told, but they are, are not going to be averse to enforcing the law. And uh, Tom Homan was uh, uh, ICE director under Obama, and then he continued under Trump. And, you know, we, and then,
2: then
1: everyone hated him. Nobody said anything until mm-hmm. n- until he it was under 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 the Trump administration. It's amazing how that hypocrisy rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other question that I had for you is uh, is, is the issue of um, uh, the uh, not not only the, the the citizenship proposal that has been that is is going on. But um, what about, uh, you know, th- the relaxing of travel from uh, from uh, terrorist countries that, uh, that the um, terrorist sponsor countries that the uh, uh, Trump administration had put in? I mean, you know, they called it the Muslim ban, but it was not a Muslim ban. Uh, I- is there going to be any challenge or or danger from that?
0: Well, I, I guess they had their fingers crossed that said, says- of these people being let in now are going to commit a terrorist attack. Uh, There is some risk. Um, But, you know, the president has pretty broad authority under uh, the provision of law that Trump used. And the the, the, the lawsuit brought against him was thrown out by the Supreme Court because he just has this very broad authority to suspend entry. is, 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 Is the president's authority just as great to rescind a proclamation? I mean, it would seem to be. So I'm not sure if that could be challenged. It, again, it's one of those symbolic things, but yeah. it carries a risk. I mean, as it does... The yeah, system. the
1: risk is real. I mean, never mind never mind the legality of it, okay? We understand, you know, yeah. if one president can do it, the next president can do it. The question is the wisdom uh, of, of allowing folks from these countries uh, in. That's the question. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the reasons Trump had are still there, and it, it's just... Uh, you know it's it, it's playing russian roulette it's throwing the dice and you know for political reasons it it's very very irresponsible and uh and, and also this uh this amnesty bill it, it i do, i do think it's important for people to contact their representatives and uh senators especially senators and tell them what they think of that and uh because it doesn't look like it's going to pass but
1: we don't want it to pass Got it. And it you know, would it be a disaster if it did. Yeah, and so and so, you would recommend that that our listeners call the senators and say something. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it,
0: yeah, yeah. And their representative.
1: Gotcha. Uh, thank you very very much for uh, taking uh, time to be with us on such a short, short notice. I really really appreciate it. Uh, we've sure. been we've been talking with uh, our friend Chris Hayek from the uh, immigration reform law institute in washington dc is it snowing there chris it's storm <laughs> big storm i mean we're in south texas you can I'm, uh, i am looking out my window right here at my little studio and um there it has got to be at least 4 inches of snow at least on the ground already and wow. uh, i know i know that the uh-huh. border patrol is busy 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 They've been picking up uh folks that have crossed the river and uh, I mean, it was 14 degrees at one point, uh, and, I think uh, on Tuesday. So uh, uh, hypothermia is really running rampant. rampant. Uh, I, you know.
0: Yes, I know it's terrible. I've heard about that, and it's a uh, here, here. it's a nice storm. Uh, so it, you know, the roads are bad.
1: But it is the East Coast, <laughs> so you expect
0: it. Yes, yeah, so you expect it. Yeah, right. here. It's, uh, yeah, it's not that out of the ordinary. But we
1: uh, are freaking out course. here. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Well, you know, it's, they
0: warned us of this. They, they've been talking about global cooling for years.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot.
0: Here it comes. Yeah, yeah Oh, wait a minute. That was global warming. Yeah, wow. that what, was. Whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was. So, uh, it's because I've been driving my SUV. <laughs> Chris, you have a good yeah. one. Stay warm. Stay safe. Thank you very much for being with us.
0: Thank you.
1: Sure. Bye. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. News. Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. And uh, we've got uh, our good friend Dan Lyman from InfoWars in Europe. He's calling us all the way, I think, from Switzerland, right, Dan? That's correct. Uh, he's calling us from Switzerland. I wanted to talk to him because... Uh, we are having now with the uh, Biden administration a very, very lax approach to the border. We are seeing people coming across, uh, declaring asylum, or in some cases not declaring anything, just sneaking across. Tons of folks. And, uh, there are a lot of folks within the Biden administration that would like us to have an, an, a European Union type of, uh, of immigration, immigration policy. Uh, Dan, over the past few years, we have heard and seen about uh, we have seen news about the number of attacks uh, by Muslim uh, men, not radicals, but just Muslim men, of European women uh, in a clash of cultures. And uh, most recently the uh, Wall Street Journal wrote, uh, an article about uh, the clash in Europe between uh, the women's movement and uh, the um, lack of assimilation by uh, the cultural assimilation by a lot of these Muslim uh, men uh, the the clash that is occurring so can you give us an update of what is happening in uh, in Europe right now sure absolutely it's always great to be with you George uh,
2: definitely that's definitely um an issue that has really uh, reared its head in recent years here in Europe. You know, I'll tell you a little a little um, uh, a story here as to how, how much it really dominates the news if you start digging below the surface. We launched Infowars Europe a couple of years, and we kind of had to figure out what our direction would be in terms of our coverage and, and the amount of, uh, of migration into Europe at the time and, and ongoing now presented no, no shortage of subject matter. And one of the biggest issues, of course, is the amount of crime that, that these people bring with them as they are entering these otherwise generally peaceful European uh, countries and small towns and cities. And uh, And we realized after hunting for stories on a daily basis around Europe The amount of sexual assaults and rapes was so overwhelming that we actually had to actively take uh, uh, an approach uh, uh, in a direction so that we weren't covering sex assaults every day because there were so many of them. And we had to uh, intentionally steer away from those stories at times because the coverage had become so saturated with that subject matter. And uh, that's how much and how crazy it has gotten in recent years. It is totally open season on European women. Uh, especially in countries such as the UK, Sweden, Germany, France. Um, It really is a sad state of affairs. And, you know, you mentioned uh, the clash between this open borders agenda and then the feminist movement, the women's rights movement. And what we have seen and have determined is that, in general, the open borders agenda triumphs, trumps, I should say, over the... the, um, the feminist agenda in general, Um, and in many cases, a lot of the victims now, uh, they find themselves being silenced by feminists and told that they're racists and bigots if they talk about their sexual assaulters in any kind of descriptive form, and that policy is carried over by the mainstream media. They they often will not report descriptions of attackers if they are indeed, uh, could be linked in any way to mass migration
1: you know that the uh, the uh reaction by the news media is very very disturbing uh here in san antonio for example we are seeing increasingly that uh, the news media will not identify the uh the 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 race or ethnicity uh of a criminal or of a of a of someone who has been arrested and uh you know the reporters literally are defending that and saying well we don't want to cause uh, we don't want to cause profiling. We don't want people to assume that a certain group is, uh, you know, is either an illegal alien criminal or uh, is a uh, black uh, criminal. Uh, is this really prevalent among the uh, the news media in Europe at this point?
2: Absolutely. And, and not only that, it's prevalent in uh, law enforcement as well. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, law- Oh, no, man. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, once in a while, uh, you'll get a whistleblower, for instance, in the German police or Swedish police, and they will will uh, come forward anonymously, typically or um, under a, a, a false name, and to to let the public know that they are actively being ordered not to uh, discuss. The details of attackers in many of these situations. In in that Wall Street Journal article that you referenced, it goes uh, back to the uh, New Year's Eve sex assaults. I believe it was on New Year's Eve of 2016 in Cologne, Germany. And what's interesting about that and horrifying at the same time is that the police knew how many uh, attacks had taken place in general. They had them pouring in. It ended up being over 1,300 uh, attacks reported from that single night, and they knew. Uh, in general who the attackers were they could get descriptions on them it was mainly North African men uh, Muslim men from the Middle East as well and uh, it was uh, you know comparative to a bloodbath but it was uh, the videos that eventually came out later were horrifying but the thing was that they knew all of that had happened that night and they were pretty to the irrelevant information and they actively tried to squash the entire thing and they tried to not let it leak to the press whatsoever and a couple days later I believe it was Breitbart London was one of the first news outlets to break that story wide open because a whistleblower came forward. Eventually, the mainstream media was forced to cover it, but it also came out that the the German authorities had had pressured the German police in Cologne to put a lid on that and not let that information get out. Ultimately, it did a few days later. But that's the the wall that we're uh, of, of um, silencing that we're up against is from the state as well as the media.
1: Now, is this pretty prevalent in all of the all of the uh, European countries? I mean, uh, uh, I I thought that. Uh, England, in particular, was beginning because they are we're breaking away from uh, from the um, EU. That they were starting to um, get more and more concerned about illegal immigration and the impact of crime uh, in their communities. Uh, Unfortunately, that is not
2: the case. The United Kingdom is in as bad a state as it's ever been in terms of the immigration situation. They have thousands upon thousands of migrants have been pouring across the English Channel into the UK in the past couple of years, and they continue to to facilitate that. They work alongside the French government to actually bring these people across. That's come out as well, and that's very reputable sources. Nigel Farage has actually reported uh, on that from the scene, in many cases, out on boats. So that's not really a secret anymore. Uh, I think it's a lot of posturing, done by the UK government to pretend like they care what's going on with the migration situation, but uh, in reality they are just as bad as they've ever been, if not worse in terms of the amount of illegals pouring into the country. Now you juxtapose that against the lockdowns that have been in uh, across Europe and the restrictions of travel for actual law-abiding citizens and you realize that we are entering a two-tiered society where if you play by the rules and you try to travel uh, within the boundaries of the law and the new uh, mandates that have been imposed uh, under the medical tyranny that's being lowered down upon us, then you will find it very hard to cross international borders now without COVID testing and uh, without doing quarantines. And in contrast, if you come illegally as a migrant from Africa or the Middle East, you'll be welcomed in with open arms, given free lodging, food, clothing, you name it, medical attention. um, So we we see a two-tiered society forming here. Also in North America too, of course.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Um, the uh, you know the 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 folks in Hungary were also uh, starting to uh, buffer their their border up. Uh, is this is that still going on?
2: They're still doing a pretty good job with immigration there. The pressure uh, is still increasing. The Balkans are a total hot zone for migrants that have accumulated there over the years. And they're living in places like Bosnia and Serbia, and they have accumulated, and they are constantly attempting to penetrate the borders uh, of the EU, and Hungary lies on the frontier, basically, of the EU, so they're always uh, up against that, and um, recently the, the EU penalized them and um, took them to court because they were forcing migrants who had illegally entered Hungary through Serbia. They were putting them back into Serbia. And the globalist entities uh, in in the UN and also in the EU uh, punished Hungary and told them that they were not allowed to do that. So you see what happens when you you join these supranational bodies. You're not really allowed to control your borders the way you'd like to unless you take a real stand and you can find that your funding gets pulled or your privileges of being part of that body can be affected of course
1: wow that that really that, that globalization really take has a has a price to go with it i'm sure
2: absolutely absolutely and and you know it, it's just the, the migration situation into the, the, the Europe continues to evolve, but it is just as bad as it's been for, for many years. And now we're seeing things like the Canary Islands, which is uh, like a small island chain owned by Spain. They're off the coast of Africa. We've seen about 25,000 or more migrants have entered by boat into that uh, small island chain just in the past 13 or 14 months. They continue to pour into Greece as well. 400 Africans got l- offloaded uh, onto the island of sicily and italy in the last 48 hours Uh, so it is just endless uh, waves of migration despite the fact that our borders are supposedly uh, shut closed uh, closed shut uh, or at least um, restricted to normal international travel at this time
1: wow anything that you'd like to share with us as we close here
2: Well, uh, I do wish everyone in the U.S. the best at this time. It looks like the Biden administration is uh, imposing those same kinds of policies on the U.S., and uh, I I really fear for what's happening at the border there. As I keep track of what's going on on the ground in the U.S. and and North America as well, and I am seeing reports now also that the amount of migrants coming globally uh, from across the world and entering via South America and, and through Central America on their way to the U.S. is increasing so the word is out that the borders have been blown open by the Biden administration and I do urge Americans to do something about this and uh, let it be known that they're not going to stand for this because the the country that you live in now, which is already hanging on a thread, will soon be gone as well.
1: Well, you got it, buddy. Thank you very, very much. Uh, we'll, we've been talking with Dan Lyman from Infowars Europe. Uh, you can uh, follow him on uh, Infowars Uh, Europe.com or is it .net?
2: Uh, Europe.Infowars.com, or you can just go to Infowars.com. All the work gets cross-posted there. And we're also running BorderHawk.News, and that's where we're keeping track of immigration-related news on a daily basis and uh, and, and posting everything there. If anyone needs a snapshot of what's going on in the world very quickly about uh, the immigration issues, you can go there, BorderHawk.News, and find us on Twitter and Gab as well under the same handle.
1: You got it, buddy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer.